Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And welcome back, everybody. It's 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, along with Brendan Escott, the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens practice this morning, 10 o'clock, at the uh, Community Arena. Obviously, a, a, a different world this year that everybody's experiencing. And uh, when you work in the toy department of life, like uh, a guy like myself and Jack Michaels and now Cam Moon get to be a part of traveling with teams, um, one of the things that you miss in the COVID world is not seeing uh, some of the personalities along the way. One of the great guys that we've come across over the years, we've had him on orders now multiple times, is Danny Dubé, longtime uh, Canadian radio analyst on their uh, French broadcast. As we go to our North Division report, Brought to you three times a week by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Find uh, your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soultodayebiton.ca. Find it, love it, move in. And without further ado, the former head coach of the UQTR Patriots, longtime Canadians radio analyst, Danny Dubé. Danny, how are you? <laughs> Pretty good, Bob. Wow, what a, a great introduction. But it's, it was a long time ago. Mind you. <laughs> yes. How, how long now? Are, are you over 20 years doing uh, Canadians radio? How long have you done it yes, now for? Uh, yeah, 20 years. Uh, well, 20, actually 21 years. Yeah. 21 seasons. For the, I, I brought it up, actually, when we announced that we were having you on. I talked about the 91-92 uh, years. You beat the Bears in 91. Uh, <laughs> and they kind of took it to you guys in 92, as oh, I recall. My, yeah, the year after was a bit of a nightmare for us. But, hey, that's... that's uh, you know, that's a Golden Bears. It's a great organization, a good university, good team, a great rivalry. That's what it's all about, man. Uh, yeah, you have some fun with it. Uh, they were, trust me, they were loaded for bear, no pun intended. They had a heck of a team this year if we would have ended up playing. Uh, Danny, speaking of being uh, loaded for bear, I am of the belief that the Montreal Canadiens improve their team more than anybody else. But you're around that organization on a day-to-day business. What level of confidence, what sense do you get? Uh, where, where are people at right now with what Montreal has? Well, there's uh, it was a lot of excitement around the team, obviously. Uh, new additions, uh, uh, really good within the mix. Uh, we needed to bring some size in the team. Uh, it was obvious last year uh, uh, through the playoffs against uh, Philly and stuff. So, And, uh, like, the... The second goalie was a priority, so Jake Allen was a great addition. Um, plus, I mean, we're, we we get bigger in the blue line. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Anderson is, you know, always a big man, and I think they they needed, uh, you know, bring that kind of uh, um, pass up in the team. 
Uh, all right, let's that, start in goal. Jake Allen comes in. You already got Carey Price. Uh, Jack Michaels and myself have been fighting for the last decade. Who's better, Price or Flurry? For me, it's not close. I'm a Price guy. Has nothing to yeah. do with Jer- Jerry Johansson representing him, by the way. But now you have Jake. Now you have Jake Allen. Like yeah. I think it's the one, the best one-two punch in Canada. Do you not agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're totally right. I mean, uh, listen, Bob, uh, you're just a human being. Like, even if you have all the talent in the world, you need your rest uh, even even more so now. Nowadays, I mean, uh, goal, goalies are exposed. Uh, the game is fast. The pace, uh, the pace of the game is... Uh, very, very high, and I think like uh, uh, Carrier Price is a great goalie, but he's not getting he's not getting any younger. So he needs his rest, and uh, it was proven in the playoffs last year in the uh, round robin tournament, whatever you call it, uh, at the beginning of the playoffs. And he, he was great. He was rested, and he you know he was great. He looked great, and I think Mark Bergevin from that point on was convinced that uh, I was the the right way to go. Plus, I mean, you know, look at the schedule. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. I mean, they play uh, every second day. I mean, you need to have a good backup. You need to solidify that position. I think all the organizations that are that have been through that process and be, being able to get the second goalie are in a good shape for uh, this type of calendar this year because the schedule will be crazy. You mentioned the addition of Joel Edmondson on defense. Uh, one of Stanley Cup in St. Louis was paired with Petrangelo while Bomeister at that time was playing with uh, uh, Pareko, sort of an Edmonton area tandem. Uh, you mentioned Edmondson, but the guy I want to ask you about is Alexander Romanov. Uh, how high are the Canadians on this defenseman? I mean, everybody is in love with the kid. I mean, he's, he's a great athlete, first and foremost. I mean, he's, he's at the gym. He's serious about it. He's first guy on the ice. Last guy to get out. I mean, he has all the tools. He's quick, covers a lot, good stick, good first pass, very heady on the ice. I mean, I think pretty soon he'll be on the top four. Now, he played on the right side. He's a left, left-hand shot. He's on the third pair for now, and I think they, they want to groom him, but it's not going to take long. He, I mean, he was he was shining at a game number one, so you see how it goes, but uh, he's still a young young defenseman. I think, you know, to get the best of it, we, we will need another year or so under his belt to, to you know, he, he got to get used to, like, the physical part of it. Uh, he has to learn how to pace himself. Like, the schedule is, is, is loaded this year. He's going to learn a great deal about that and how to pace himself and to be, like, uh, smart the way he plays the game and stuff. But uh, overall, he's he's been like uh, like he had a great camp, and game number one was good, very good. Uh, Danny, just as an aside, I know you're back in Montreal. Today at the morning skate, he bumped, mm-hmm. Romanoff bumped into Philip Dano, and they were in a three-on-two drill, and Dano kind of gave him a dirty look. He didn't go back after him after the sequence stopped, like, but it was one of those things where it was sort of like, you know, a rookie maybe, and I was kind of thinking to myself, wow, that's a pretty confident kid, because sometimes guys don't want to, you know, get outside of a comfort zone, but he, he plays hard, and, uh, and it was a competitive, high, high-spirited practice, Danny. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that because it happens during the training camp as well. And he was, you know, he was popping back by by uh, some of the defensemen, like older guys, saying like that's that's the way to play, kid. You know, we're in the practice. We, we don't we're not going to have exhibition games here. They have to keep their head up on the other side. Come on, just just do your thing, man. 
So, I mean, you know, it's, I'm not surprised they aired up. When the Montreal Canadiens were joined by Danny Dubé, longtime Canadiens uh, radio analyst, uh, Danny, when the Canadiens acquired Jeff Petrie from Edmonton, did you think he would turn out to be as good a player as he's? I mean, last year they called him part of the big three for Montreal. He's had a heck of a run with the Habs, hasn't he? Well, he's been like he's been a force on the blue line. I mean, I never thought he'd be that good. I, you could tell. I mean, he was gifted, good, good skater, smooth, uh, uh, good, good shot, like uh, very agile. Um, you know, you could question maybe at times like the like quality of the first pass or puck decisions and stuff like that. But I mean, they they were very supportive. They, they were, excuse me, they were very supportive from the get-go with the guy. Like, I mean, they, they, they were, they were very supportive. They, you know, they, uh, they, they showed, they, they showed that they, they believed in him. And, um, you know, he got, he got it himself home. I mean, he's, he feels like he's a, he's a big part of the team now. He's one of the leader of the blue line. And, uh, no, he's been like a very, very solid. I mean, on a second unit on a power play, now they play him and, um, and Weber on the first unit, and uh, he's, he's been outstanding. Danny, uh, I love Josh Anderson. Always mm-hmm. have, ever since Scott Housen had him. Dra- all the way back to when Housen was the, the GM of the Blue Jackets. Uh, he got fired at the, he, during that year in 12-13, but at the 2012 yeah. draft, Donnie yeah. Boyd out of London, that was uh, Scott's head amateur scout at the time. Uh, you talked about the size added to the Canadians. They got to fully actually playing left wing right now because they got so many good right wingers. But just the thought on the additions of Anderson and Toffoli and how they've changed the complexion and the makeup of the uh, Canadians' forward lines. You know what? Like he's, uh, he has the same like uh, the way he goes to the net. I mean, uh, he makes everybody plays on their toes. I mean, he's uh, like uh, Josh Anderson is a is a powerful skater. Like he, he's as fast as uh, as Paul Byron, <laughs> but like he's a bit bigger, mind you. But uh, that that's the thing. I mean, he's 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 dangerous. Good on a forecheck. Very very good wrist shot. Uh, intense and uh, quite frankly it's been a great addition he's happy to be uh, in Montreal he's uh, he's very enthusiastic the way he plays his game and stuff and he's he's got a net presence he's uh, he's he brings really like uh, the 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 the, the force that they need up front, they need to have to bring some size. Like Gallagher is is has got like a big heart, a lot of courage and stuff, but like he, he doesn't have a like the size. So you need to have a guy to play like him. Like like he, everybody admires you know like uh, like Gallagher, but you need you need guys that be able to play the same way, but with a little more size, a little more grit around the net, and and probably make room for other. Uh, for his teammates and he's been he's been great in that regard and uh as far as to foley i mean i i rather they see him on the left wing i i, I like him better on the left he's, he's not the, he's not the fastest skater but he has you know this knows this flair for the net he's uh, every time he's on the ice he's a dangerous guy plus he's a good power play guy and he fit really well he fits really really well in the team so i mean with that now i think that montreal canadian has a better like power play last year were 17 percent i mean they were in a, in a, amongst the worst team in the league and and obviously like in this division this year they need to get they, they needed to improve 
against Canadian team like uh, you guys, uh, 29 percent last year, Vancouver 24. Uh, uh, everybody was uh, above 20 20 percent average. Uh, beside, like yeah, obviously Ottawa, but it's another story. But other than that, I mean, you compare with the best. You need to you need to stack with these guys, and I think they they realize that they need to bring some size and some. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline shooting options now they i mean they're more versatile they have more options and they're harder to predict we're joined by danny dubay longtime montreal canadians radio analyst on their french broadcast former head coach uqtr back in the day as well danny uh lots of talk on nick suzuki and uh just barry kakaniami uh following the playoffs maybe not as much talk going into that play-in series against pittsburgh um I mean, I I think Suzuki's got a, uh, obviously a chance to be a, a you know can he be, he certainly could be a second line center. Can he be a first line center in the NHL? Do you think? Uh, by the way, he plays the game. Yes, and I'll tell you why. I mean, it's just my personal point of view, but but uh, I think the guy is smart. Like he's he's smart. Like he, he sees everything on the ice. He has. Uh, like uh, great anticipation, he, he knows how to pace himself, and he's still a young player. He never, he, he's rarely out of position. He, he sees the play really well. He can move the puck. He's he's got a great wrist shot, quick release. Exactly what you need to score goals in the NHL nowadays, because there's no room, there's no time and space. He can find that space, and he can create it for 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 his teammates. So, I. Him and uh, Dwayne together uh, with uh, Anderson. I mean, it's been like the first game. They were they were outstanding on the ice. They had uh, 14 or 16 shots all together uh, as a whole as a line, and they were everywhere on the ice. And I think the, the key guy is Nick Suzuki. Do you believe uh, there's been a, we had George on this George Larocque on the show yesterday? Apparently, there was talk yeah. in Montreal about Pierre Luc Dubois. Uh, mm-hmm. Does that make does does him coming to? I, I know, look, he's a French Canadian player. He's obviously a, a first or second line center in the NHL, first line mm-hmm. center right now for Columbus. Does that make sense, given that they've got both Suzuki and Kakaniemi coming? I think they they have a contract issue with uh, with Dano. Uh, he's going to be UFA by the end of the year, and I don't think they're going to find an agreement on the contract. I mean, Dano is is looking for like point five point five or something like that. So I don't think he's going to wow. get it in Montreal. He might get it somewhere else, but I don't think he's going to get it in Montreal. No, well, it's a like it's a natural fit to uh, to see a guy like Pierre Luc Dubois in Montreal. Now, uh, what is he going to cost? I mean. Nick Suzuki is in Montreal to stay. Uh, I think if they want Kakaniemi, uh, well, KK is is well liked by the organization, but Pierre Luc Dubois as well. I mean, he's, he's a good right. player, and he he brings something different in the mix. And and uh, and I don't know. Like to be honest with you, I I heard all kinds of rumor about that. I think Montreal have some some great prospect that they they control in if they uh, if. Uh, 
The Blue Jackets are really serious about that. But uh, I don't think, like, if you you hear someone, if you heard, the, like, uh, okay, Suzuki is going, you can tell them that there's, they're there in the ditch. <laughs> he's going nowhere. There you go. Uh, yeah, he's obviously had a very impactful wow. run last last year in the in the play. He's he's going to be a player, and, and the money doesn't yeah, make and, sense. No, no, exactly. And listen, Bob. I mean, yeah, that's what they they wanted to to do, like to bring their uh, like enough talent in the middle, because it's been like the problem over the years. Right. I mean, we we've had like a Placanic as a number one center. He's he's a good player, but he, he never been a, a first line player. Not even a second line player, per se. He's he's a great third line player, and he was at the best of his career. Now, I mean, we had to play him like uh, to you know, like uh, as a first line player for for so many years. Like people were, you know, they were complaining about like the offensive side of the game of the Montreal Canadian and the lack of talent in the middle. Well, I mean, I think they fixed it. I mean, they have. We, I think Montreal has a good line, middle line. I mean, with with uh, with Dano, uh, Nick Suzuki, and uh, and Kutkanimi. Uh, they're they're in great shape, and two of them are are young players. They're not even 22, so it's pretty good. It looks pretty good. I can remember when Deharnay was the number two center with the Montreal Canadiens, the guy exactly. who scored a huge, exactly. huge, over, huge overtime goal for the Oilers in 2017. Speaking of the Oilers, just a final thought: uh, mm-hmm. you've been around, you've been around the game for a long time. I grew up; Guy Lafleur was my favorite player as a kid, and then I was in Edmonton when Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky. No, uh, you know Wayne Gretzky. I better do this in order: Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Yari <laughs> Curry, Glenn. I watched some of the greatest. That's I, good. That's good. Yeah, but I. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you something. Like when 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 we're in the building and the Oilers have dominated Montreal the last three years, as you know, the Oilers are five zero and one against the Canadians over the last three seasons. Yes. Uh, Connor McDavid's had some electrifying moments. Drysaddle has elevated his game. Just a quick thought from a coach's perspective on having the luxury as those two guys as your top two centers. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, it's second to none. I mean, you, you, there, there's no way. Like nowadays, like you look, at, you you look back and you say, okay, like uh, 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 Pittsburgh had like like a solid like a one-two with uh, obviously Malkin and Crosby. But now you guys, you have the same same quality of guys, like two superstars. Uh, you can build your team around them. And and I mean they'll make the difference on their own. I mean they they like it. this is the identity of the orders in their. Um, you're, it's a luxury to have like guys like that. Now, having said that, they, they got to be well surrounded, and that, yes. that's the whole. That's the whole uh, with the you know with the finance with with the money aspect of it with the, the like the pandemic situation, and it's. It's it's not easy, like, and I I agree. But uh, you know, like your special units is, are are to the roof because you're so talented. And I think for Montreal to beat you guys, they they, they need to stay five on five. They have to, like last year, they were eight in the league at five on five, and and this year I think they're going to be in the top five on the five on five like uh with their stats because they're very solid their game is solid and they need to stay on the ice against you guys otherwise i mean they're gonna pay a big price danny i'm gonna make you chuckle to close this one off 
who was the better scoring hockey club? The 1973-74 Sorrell Blackhawks. They scored 620 goals in the Quebec League that year. They had three guys that scored 90 goals. They had 650 goal scorers, including LaRouche and Mondu. Or the mid-1980s, mid-1980s Oilers. <laughs> Who could score more? Did, do, you, do you remember that Sorrell team back in the day uh, in the queue? Yes, yes. But I, I, I think, you know, he, the, uh, the, uh, the Oilers, it's, that was my favorite team, man. I mean, you look at this team, they were flying on the ice like he... They had to reinvent the, the the rule book to to slow them down for grace. I mean, it's, uh, that was fantastic to watch. You can't uh, go against it. the orders. There we go. Awesome stuff, Danny. We appreciate you joining us here at Orders now, and I look forward to seeing you in our travels when it gets opened up down the road. Stay safe, my friend. All right, Danny Dubé, longtime Montreal Canadiens radio analyst. You heard it twenty-one seasons uh, for some of the former Golden Bear guys. You played against them in the uh, 91 and 92 National Championships. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stopper recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. As we go to this day in Oilers history, and it ties to a guy who played in the Battle of Quebec, who's from Red Deer, and whose brother did color with Cam Moon. Here's Brendan Escott. <laughs> 1991, Randy Mahler scores his third of the year for the New York Rangers to tie the game at two in the third period. That would finish as a 2-2 tie at Madison Square Garden, bringing the Oilers' record to 21-20-3 and on the year. Peter Klima and Joe Murphy had the Oilers' goals. And uh, those of you who would remember, the uh, Oilers won the Stanley Cup in 1990. Uh, we talked about it before with John, about John Muckler. Just six wins in their first 20 games that season. Uh, Glenn Sather, Jimmy Carson requested a trade four games in the year. Slats pulled off utter thievery. Ended up getting uh, Adam Graves along with Joe Murphy and Peter Klima. And uh, the orders would go 15-2-2 from November 15th until the end of December. They would knock off uh, Winnipeg after rallying from a 3-1 deficit. They swept Wayne Gretzky and the LA Kings in four straight. Came back on Chicago. Uh, Hawks were up 2-1. Mark Messi, a game four performance in Chicago. Two goals, two assists, 86 elbow performance. That was the line in Sports Illustrated. And then the Oilers took out Boston the next year in 1991 maybe the best of the Battle of Alberta series rollerball on ice man it was ugly all you needed was Jonathan E uh, Skatener I mean it was last man standing hockey hardest hitting series ever in 1991 between the Oilers and the Calgary Flames Oilers would beat LA was that the year that Mac T knocked him out game six was that 91 or 92 it was one of those two years Oilers would beat the Kings one in 89 with Gretzky Oilers beat the Kings in 90 91 and 92 uh, there you have it Coming up, uh, Jalen Nye with the 6.30 Chet Afternoons. A growing number of companies are considering moving out of conventional office spaces to save money and adopt a remote working station situation permanently. Executive, uh, coming up uh, today, they'll have the executive director of Edmonton Downtown Business Association, Panita McBrien concerned about the ripple effect that it would decimate Edmonton's downtown core. She will join Jaylen and I after the 2 o'clock news. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night 6 to 8.
You will hear from Kelly Rudy, Brian Wilds from Global Montreal, and two-time Alberta curling champion Brendan Botcher on Provincials being cancelled. And we will be uh, joining you tomorrow. Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, myself. Uh, the face-off show, 3.30. Puck drop, Oilers and Canadians at 5. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Up next, Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell and the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen Nye. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.